Welcome to Be Customer-Led, where we'll explore how leading experts in customer and employee experience are navigating organizations through their own journey to be customer-led and the actions and behaviors employees and businesses exhibit to get there. And now, your host, Bill Stagos. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Be Customer Led. I've got another fantastic guest for you all. Christy Dempster is Senior International Marketing Manager, Customer Experience and Analytics Lead for the Global Customer Experience Organization at Roche. Many of you know that across the globe, the Roche name, but Christy is doing some really amazing things. She was also nominated for a really special award this year and uh, was in the running, which is kind of really a nice designation and, and recognition for all the hard work uh, that she's doing. Christy, welcome to the show. So happy to have you on. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Glad to be Absol- here. Absolutely. So today we're, we're talking a lot around, because you're working so closely with marketing, I want to talk about sort of the relationship between CX and marketing and how the two are working together. At a lot of organizations, right, more and more we're seeing CX kind of run through the marketing organization. Others are putting it in other spots across the business. So really curious to kind of get your perspective and get into it here. Before we do, though, just for our listeners, Christy, can you just tell the listeners about your journey? You've got this really interesting background, maybe not even a a non-traditional CX kind of path, which I think is just fascinating in itself. And how did you find the discipline? Yeah, that's great. My non-traditional career path has has come up a number of times. Uh, so, I mean, back in my early career, I thought I wanted to be an actuary. So I got my dream job at an insurance company, working downtown, wearing a suit. After about a year, I realized that the insurance industry, at least at that time, was a little old school for yeah. me and took a completely different turn and left and went to work for a small ERP software company and had the opportunity to work in their customizations department. Mm-hmm. And I was doing the the full end-to-end process of selling, proposing, bidding, uh, developing, testing, mm-hmm. supporting these uh, custom applications that ran on top of our core platform, essentially meeting needs of, of customers before, before we ever even had UX becoming mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't realize at the time what an imprint that made for me mm-hmm. to have this full responsibility across that entire process. And when you think about that customer's journey, I really was the only touch point that they had throughout all of that. And it, that mm-hmm. really impacted me and the trajectory that my my career took beyond that. And was there anything about those moments that like now, like now you're hooked, right? Now you're, you're back, you're in that work. Like, did you have, feel like that you had a defining moment and in that kind of journey that really said, this is where I want to be focused? It gave me an appreciation for what happens upstream and downstream Mm -hmm. of the role that you might have when you're responsible for the upstream and the downstream, you, you can reap what you sow with that. Mm -hmm. When I came to, to Roche, now I, I had a smaller piece of the, the pie and a smaller piece of, of that journey. But that perspective 
unknowingly, uh, I, you know, it, I really didn't realize how much until I was reflecting on our conversation mm-hmm. and how much that really influenced that. And so just having those, looking at it from a customer perspective and being able mm. to take a step back and say, this is the the piece that that I'm responsible for, but they're getting all of these other influence from other areas and other touch points. And those, all of those touch points really are how they come up with their brand perception. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just, just one piece. And so it's just been an accumulation of aha moments over the, the course of the last undisclosed number of career <laughs> years <laughs> more than more than I realize <laughs> um, that's it's, really impacted me. It's no, that's all good. I I'm all for, and I appreciate, and I've seen the real benefits of someone who's seen a couple of different parts of the business or done a couple of things in industry before they get into the role. If they bring a much different view and perspective of someone who's kind of maybe even come up the ranks on a pure market research or measurement type of role, whether like CSAT or MPS, that's my gauge, that's my North Star versus, well, I've done this and this and this, and I've been on the front lines and I've, I've been able to kind of blow out my view and also get really deep. And that is really helpful in the role. So don't disclose the number of changes if you don't want to, but it, I don't don't say it like it's a bad thing either. I think it's a really good thing, particularly in the role that um, you're doing. But let's talk about the role for a second and how you're approaching it. And you're focused on C on customer experience and analytics. You're part of a, a more sort of broader customer experience organization. Like, how are you impacting the broader CX agenda where you are? Mm-hmm. So I I think in any industry, no longer is it are you able to compete just on price and mm-hmm. product? And so that's where experience really comes into a, a bigger play. And so our industry is not unique in that. And so I love Peter Drucker's quote where he says, you can't manage what you can't measure. And so when we look around just any CX management framework that you look at, there's always an element of of data and technology. And, and you've, you've got this one end where we want to create these relevant personalized experiences. And mm-hmm. the way that you, you have to do that is through data. It's through the insights that you have. And so it's a, it's a great enabler in order to be able to, to drive those experiences that we want to create. The, the problem is that oftentimes the data is stuck in the, the different systems in which it's captured and oftentimes these systems are stood up for a, a single purpose. Mm-hmm. So you have the data that the call center is using going into one system. You've got data around our email marketing and, and automation going in a different, different system. You've got web analytics over here. You have any social over here. You've got ERP mm-hmm. that has the financial piece, which is really what we want to tie all of this to so we can get to that ROI and show that value and the customer lifetime value. And so my role recently has just been around how, what data do we need? Where is it? How do we start pulling it together to tell a story and visualize it in a way that people can then take action? Mm-hmm. And so this, this shift from measuring just execution to, to getting at a point where we can start to measure the impact that we have. So that is one of the hardest jobs in customer experience, by the way, just as FYI. Wait, like, yeah. so I'm, <laughs> Thank you. Know, you. <laughs> well, look, I've been in your shoes, right? And I know mm-hmm. that it, not only is the data in different systems, but 
nobody has a shortage of data. So even figuring out what's usable, what format is it usable in, and then the added layer of complexity of who owns it and can we even use it? And given sort of the field that you know, you're know you in and sort of the industry that you're in, there's all sorts of regulatory differences in regulatory sort of frameworks in terms of what you can or cannot use and how you do it. So that's, so you've got regulatory complexity on top of that. Mm-hmm. So And privacy have, and oh, yeah. from your, your years in the finance and banking yeah. industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, no, I, it's, Mm-hmm. I still have the lumps on the back of my head, by the way. You can't, <laughs> that's why I face the camera so you don't see them. I'm just joking. That really was some of the most fun I had doing the work that I've dedicated my career to, but it's not, it's not easy. So I give you a lot of credit for that. But thinking about like you've even just from coming from marketing roles within the company that you're working for, right? Like what drew you to the analytics and was it just an interesting new challenge? Was it hey, this is an area I want to explore and just I want to just develop new muscles. Like what really drove you to the role? Yeah, so I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said challenge. So I, I love I love a challenge. I love solving business problems. Mm-hmm. I love my whole career in, in regardless of role, there's been an element of working with people, processes, and technology. And so how do I bring that all together to help in such a critical piece of enabling the organization to deliver on something I'm so passionate about from a, a mm. customer experience perspective. And so it was a good learning opportunity or continues to still be a good learning opportunity and really a good way to help make a difference in enabling the organization to be able to deliver on those things that we want to mm. do to add greater value to our customers. And you've been doing this, you've been in this role for a little bit now, but like how far have you seen maybe the discipline from a pure analytics perspective? How far have you seen it come and where do you hope that it starts to evolve and start to have impact down to the customer level? Because in the last five years, CX analytics wasn't really a, a role. I mean, it was starting to be a role, but now it's much more prevalent. It's embedded even in CX teams like where you are today versus it being in an analytical group somewhere in a COO organization or in a data organization, et cetera. Curious to hear your perspective in the industry you're in, like where have you seen it come and like where do you think it's going to go to have even greater impact down at the customer level? Yeah, I, I'll go back to the the analytics maturity scale. And I think we are, we're still in this descriptive, diagnostic, what happened and why mm. kind of um state. And we are also leveraging surveys a lot to to capture that and answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And so I think although the analytics has helped helped raise some awareness to the value that it brings to an organization, we still have a, a long way to go. And, and, and it's exciting. Yeah. It's a long way to go, but it's exciting. But I think when we look at the impact that we have, if, if we look at there's a way to close the loop at an individual level and a way to close the loop at a more systemic and journey level, I think mm-hmm. where we've come today as far as impacting the customer is we've gotten better at closing it at the individual level. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten better at if there's a negative result to a survey, following up with something that uh, maybe a new offer or or Mm -hmm. some kind of way to to apologize and and make up for the bad experience that they had. I think those, we've made some advancements there. I think the the bigger opportunity is really looking 
more holistically on the the journey overall and the the various numbers of journeys mm-hmm. um, and how can we get more predictive in what's happening? How do we leverage data at the transactional and behavioral? So what are they clicking on doing? What are they buying those pieces? Mm-hmm. Layering in the perception level. So how are they thinking and feeling throughout the various stages of those mm-hmm. journeys? And then looking at then the business impact and the financials and tying that in and getting to a point where you can do better attribution modeling, you can mm-hmm. do customer lifetime value, you can really understand churn risk and mm-hmm. and and have more of a predictive view on that. So that is so I mean, that really I feel like the evolution of customer experience personally is data and automation, right? Data from the perspective of as you're talking about being out being able to aggregate different signals across the multitude of journeys that an organization has. At a prior life, we had identified, I think it was 36 different journeys that our customers go through across five mm-hmm. primary experiences, six primary experiences from onboarding essentially to exit, which is a lot to manage. Is a lot, and that's all different data that would go into it. But capturing all these signals, operational, observed behavior, unsolicited feedback, solicited feedback, is so important because what's the average response rate in a survey? Maybe 10%. So mm-hmm. what is the other 90% saying and feeling and doing is a critical part of that work. Are you So are you leveraging today journey analytics or even journey orchestration as part of your team or does that not sit in, in, in your field? So it, it's on our roadmap. So we're still relatively... Um, We've got a long way to go on our maturity, so but we've got some good momentum to get us there, and so that awesome. is definitely something that is is on the roadmap, on the radar. When we think about CDP and how we leverage data in mm-hmm. a way that we can then plug it into these different technologies in order to be able to support that, yeah. um, those are those are, and then to to take. A, this is where my actuarial friends out there listening. <laughs> uh, there are not that many. I'll be, I'll be honest, Christy. There are not many actuaries listening to this podcast. I know that for a fact. But so this, if, this if, is if, where if there's can, one. If there's one, here it comes. This is this is where they can expand, you know, into industries outside the traditional insurance. But is taking once we have this data together and we have these technologies that allow us to to mine it in a way you look for correlation from past behaviors and the Mm -hmm. past way that they've engaged across the journey in order to predict those future behaviors and get to a point where instead of giving them what they need when they need it how they need it give them something before they even know they need it but Mm -hmm. we know that they will need it or having an intervention in somebody who is trending toward potential churn. And, you know, that can really be so powerful. And then you have, like you said, the automation and the orchestration Mm -hmm. around that to really help support it from an execution perspective, which is, it's an exciting field to be in. Yeah, for for sure. sure. Yeah. I I mean, this is where the work gets like super cerebral and interesting. And I love the fact that like you are at the tip of the spear on this stuff. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about CX and marketing together. In some cases, it's inside a marketing organization. In some cases, it's outside. Like, Given your marketing background and what you're doing today, just 
I'm curious just to hear your perspective on how can customer experience better partner with marketing to drive better customer outcomes? I mean, I'm a firm believer that regardless of how teams are structured, there can always be a potential for silos. Mm-hmm. And so I think regardless of whether CX and marketing sit together or they sit separately, there's some important factors to, that need to be in place. So I, I think there needs to be a common understanding and language around journeys. Mm-hmm. There needs to be an alignment on where there's prioritization that we can drive the greatest value so that everybody is rowing the boat in the same direction, yeah. if you will, that the the right hand knows what the left hand is doing. So if, if there's CX programs and engagements to drive retention, but marketing is also doing campaigns, that, that we've got visibility to that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the customer doesn't care who the email is coming from, it's coming yeah. from the brand. And so having that, that clear communication across that. An important third leg of the stool, if you will, is the the service organization. And so making sure in the same vein that there's a connection between what's happening on that end. I think traditionally marketing focuses more on the the awareness and acquisition. That's a little sexier with campaigns and media and then what happens towards the, the latter end of the funnel. And we all know from Marketing 101, it, it's a lot more expensive to get a new customer than it is to keep sure. an existing one. And so right. how do we work together to, to make sure we're, we're covering both, both ends? And Christy, where do you see the evolution of that relationship or just organizationally, right? Like I have conversations like weekly, not only just through this podcast, but just also given my role, right? It seems like there's three kind of model or operating models that are kind of coming, starting to pop up more and more and that I'm seeing. One is sort of the more traditional CX is part of marketing, and that's kind of how it evolves. Two is this more like the CXO type role that owns marketing, owns digital, owns community, owns your more sort of core kind of CX capabilities, analytics, VOC, uh, insights, et cetera. And then there's another one, a third model, which is much newer, but I'm seeing it a lot more, which is interesting, is CEOs saying, I don't need a chief strategy officer and a chief experience officer, but I want them to to be the same person. Mm -hmm. So you're embedding customer experience in the corporate strategy right off the gate, right out of the gate. I'm curious, just like, do you think there's another model out there maybe or where from your experience and just kind of given your background, like where are you seeing some of the benefits of the way you're organizationally set up? So if I ruled the world, um, I would have a chief customer officer hmm. and I would have that person have a, a seat at the table. I joke, like it's easy to put a picture of a customer in the middle of a circle and say they're the center of everything that we do. It's yeah. a, it's another, I mean, you're, you're never going to get a leader in a room that raises their hand and says, I don't think we should focus on the customer, <laughs> but, but the difference is the investment. And when you think about customer experience and the reliance that it has on mm-hmm. technology and infrastructure and, and data, like you really need a strong voice and proponent mm-hmm. at the table. And I think what what also shouldn't fall under there is is the product. So if you've got a, a company that tends to be very product centric, 
Mm-hmm. If you're talking about if you've got $10 million to spend and you've got to divide it between the product and, and some customer experience initiatives, I think the product traditionally is going to win all the time, mm-hmm. right? Because you need mm-hmm. something to sell. And so I, sure. I think having an equal player and having a stronger voice to represent this, this it's a longer term play also. I think sometimes at the executive table, it's a discussion around short-term goals and how short-term numbers and, and which is important. But I think from a customer experience perspective, it's more of a longer-term play. And so how do we, how do we have a strong voice in that? Mm. Um, I think the, the biggest question is really because of the technology, um, where IT sits. And when we think about, we've gone, we've, we have this pendulum where the technology dollars sit in the business Mm -hmm. and then it swings the other way and they all sit in IT. IT oftentimes sits under a finance division, Mm -hmm. which has different goals than what the, the business is doing. They're more cost containment, streamlining. And so how do we get to a point where IT is a lever for growth and that there's investment and growth for the business in order to be able to to further support the technology needed to really drive a lot of the customer experience and retention activities. And not just the technology, but the integration of multiple platforms in a way that that data is going across (laughs) platforms too, right? I'm a big believer when you think about sort of the broader customer experience management platforms out there is connectivity to whether it's Adobe or Salesforce, et cetera, like the it's really fascinating to see, particularly in the last couple of years, the importance of those types of platforms and the work that we do every day and how much you can really scale impact across a business in so many different ways if they're talking to each other in the right way, which just adds more complexity, Christy, to your day to day for sure. Hey, this has been this has been a great conversation. I really love your perspective on organizational uh, structure, but also just just understanding some of the complexities that you're dealing with in your day-to-day. I'm curious, and I always ask every guest this because one, it, the question gives me inspiration, Chrissy, but like, where do you, what fills your cup up? Talking to people like you, talking to people that are, that are like-minded, that um, have a, have a passion for customer experience and all the various elements that wrap into that. I think uh, culture is such such a huge piece, not only within an organization, but also who you surround yourself with to, to learn and grow. And so I love connecting with, with other people. I love listening to the leveraging the resources that are out there, like your podcast, which thank thank you, you. by the way, for doing that. And then I also, a few months ago, joined the women in CX community. And so I think you just interviewed Claire, right? I did. I just had, yeah, we just, yeah, we just talked. She's awesome. Yeah. So fantastic. So Mm -hmm. that's a, that's another way that I'm able to, to really talk to people that we can share experiences, we can share problems. I think a lot of the challenges are, are similar regardless of organization and industry. So it's been a, a great way. And then I love looking at good examples and bad examples and things that go viral and things for good reasons or not. Yeah. And just just to continue to learn and grow in the space as it evolves. Very, very cool. Well, Christy, thanks so much for coming to the show. It was wonderful to talk to you and to meet you. And we can do this again sometime as, as your team evolves and grows and you guys get more into the, the journey related stuff. And maybe we have a chance to chat about that sometime too. 
Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks again for having me. You got it. All right, everybody. Another great guest. Another great week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're out. Talk to you soon, Thanks everyone. for listening to Be Customer Led with Bill Stakos. We are grateful to our audience for the gift of their time. Be sure to visit us at BeCustomerLed.com for more episodes. Leave us feedback on how we're doing or tell us what you want to hear more about. Until next time, we're out. We're out.